Welcome back to another edition of Billy West Live. We had Senator Louis Bernard on with us a few weeks ago. We got him back. Louis, let's talk about some of the hot-button issues that are coming up uh, in Baton Rouge this spring. Uh, you know, you've got to go down there and fight for Natchitoches Parish in northwest Louisiana. Uh, talk about some of the issues you expect to be hot for this coming, se- coming legislative session. Well, thank you, Billy. I, I think that there's going to be several things we'll be talking about. I think the, the critical race theory is going to be on the, on the front burner. I think there'll be a lot of stuff coming, even though the superintendent, uh, Kate Brumley, has said that the current uh, protocol in the, in the educational system does not allow for indoctrination, but we'll see how that goes. But Another that, that, manufactured crisis. That, that's that's going to be a, a big thing. Billy, my main, my main worry as someone whose mother was a teacher, my wife was a teacher, my daughter is a teacher, I worry with where teachers are coming from. Sure. Where, where they're, they're not getting into education like they used to. Uh, being a teacher is a tough thing. If you ask any teacher, they'll say, just let me teach. That's what I was trained to do. Let me teach. But they can't do that because they have so many other things and requirements on them that they have to do. But the teacher pay, the governor has uh, has committed to trying to get them closer to the southern region average. I, I will always support that. I think that's something that we need to do. Uh, there's We're going to have to address in some form or fashion the learning loss that we've had during the last 22 months with the pandemic. I think the superintendents, the teachers, the students, the parents all formed a partnership to make the best out of this that they could. But there was so much virtual learning. There were so many places they couldn't get virtual learning because Mm -hmm. of no broadband access. But I think we're going to need to find programs and find ways to repair some of that or rehabilitate some of that learning loss that our kids had during that during that time before we move on from teaching issue i know you come Mm -hmm. from a family of teachers you know with the infrastructure money that should be coming to louisiana over the next few years is there any way we could put a bill in where we could double teachers pay and use infrastructure is there anything that goes more to the heart of the infrastructure of the united states than teacher pay no there's not if you have any discussion about anything in america it is education's at the forefront yeah. it is the basic tenet of everything that we're trying to do in america let's double their pay yeah the problem the problem that you're going to run into is they don't want to spend non-recurring money for recurring expenses yes. and while there is a lot of money coming in and that's part of what the governor's uh, plan is going to be to help raise their pay. Uh, At some point in time, that's going to be cut off. That's going to stop. And then you have, will have made that commitment, which I think is is a good commitment. I, I think teachers are at the uh, the foundational level of, of everything we're trying to do in Louisiana. But, I mean, that's that's a bold move, and and I wouldn't mind being a part of that. I know that's a hyperbolic statement, and, and maybe it was just to maybe get folks to stand up in their chair and listen to what's important. But you've been committed to supporting education for years, but we need the rest of the legislature committed to supporting education and teacher pay because we've got to invest in our kids. Well, I've said often in a lot of group settings, I've said, you know, the only thing better than a student who sees a light in their teacher is a teacher who sees a light in each and every one of their students, who takes their baggage, who takes their backgrounds, and who sees a potential in them. And we can't get to that person if we don't make it attractive for them to come and if we don't pay them you know, an amount of money that makes them come and not go to the other places. They're going, going to Texas. To. I mean, going we're to losing Texas. teachers to Texas every year. We are. We've got to incentivize these teachers. And another thing, them. another thing, Billy, is that the retired teachers, there's so many good retired teachers out there who would love to come back, but because of the retirement uh, penalty that they have for that, they can't do that. So 
to me, that ought to be a part of the equation. We've got a big resource out there that, that would come back, and, and we need certified teachers in the classroom. And that's the ones with all the experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk about some other issues coming up in the session. I think we're going to have a continuing issue with how to deal with COVID. It's not like it was a year ago, but all of the the discord that we've experienced with people that believe in vaccinations, don't believe in vaccinations, invasion of privacy issues. I think we're at a point now where it's gradually beginning to open back up. And even when we have a variant, it doesn't seem to be as critical as the one, although there's still a lot of people that die from it. Uh, but I think that's going to be an issue. I think we're going to do a deep dive into some insurance issues that arose out of the Laura storm, the Delta storm, the ice storm, Ida. Yes. Uh, they had so many people that were uh, in bad need that adjusters came from Rhode Island, Connecticut, every, everywhere in the country. And there were a lot of issues that people had to go through with the churning of adjusters needing, you know, having one adjuster today, another one tomorrow, having a, a, a low figure offered to them. And so I think there's going to be, without... Without, it's got to be a balance because you don't want the insurance company to leave or sure. you've created a, a new problem. But I think there's going to be a dive in, into that. Uh, the budget that the governor has proposed is proposing about $31 million for faculty increases in higher education, $10 million to the Mike Foster Promise Fund that will help kids come in and be taught a, a, a specific skill for higher wage jobs. I think $97 million is in his call for higher education. That would be good news for Northwestern and some other universities. $43 million for early childhood education. Billy, if we don't get to a child earlier than we're getting to them, 95% of their brain is formed and functioning at five years old. We have got to get to some of these kids. We've got to provide access to early childhood education or we're getting them too late. And, and we, need, we need to figure out a way to do that. Well, and I'm frustrated with the Congress on that issue because they have it right in front of them, legislation, that would provide more pre-K dollars to help educate from the yeah. federal funding area. And I get really aggravated that the Congress won't address that issue because that may be one of the more core issues to the future of our country. Let me, let me tell you what I go to bed at night and wake up in the morning with, and it's, it's, it's bad roads in Salvinia, at least up in my area, <laughs> Salvinia. And, you know, a lot of elected officials tell people that, yeah, that road's coming. We get, we're getting the money for that. I don't tell people that because I know that's not true. Yeah. Uh, we set aside $300 million a year for the first time ever, a direct investment into uh, roads and bridges from the vehicle sales tax. That'll kick in in 25. The issue with that is there is too much month at the end of the money, that there is such a huge need. Right. You can eat up $300 million. And as you know, Billy, we fight for a, a, a less of a population up here north of I-10 than they have in, no down below there. And it, it's tough to get, uh, to, get, to get our share of those funds, but we always fight for that. But some of this new money coming in is going to be, I look for the Mississippi River Bridge to be a, a reality, and the Calcasieu Bridge to be a reality. I look for them to finish the I-49 connection up here in north Louisiana. I think that'll be something that'll come to fruition. I think they've, they're going to, the governor plans to give about $500 million back to the insurance trust fund, which as you know, if that's not funded at a particular level, then businesses have to start paying taxes to get it to that $750 million level. We have about $250 million right now from all the uses of that. But uh, 
it's a, it's a, it's a, the main premise is to not use this money coming in that's one-time money for expenses that are recurring, and I think the governor's probably going to be careful to do that, and I know the legislature is going to be careful not to do that. Well, it's always an ugly word, but nobody wants to be taxed. And the, the old, you know, Huey Long, Russell Long, you know, joke about don't tax me, don't tax you, tax the man behind the tree is true. Nobody wants to pay taxes, but everybody wants the services. And I know you're down there fighting for us, fighting for Northwest Louisiana, and I'm proud to have you as our senator. Um, these are different, difficult balancing acts that you're playing on a lot of these issues because you need to get the money, but you got to figure out where the money's going to come from and how to spend it. But I, I can't let you go, Louie, without talking about Northwestern. N- new leadership at Northwestern and Dr. Marcus Jones. Uh, a new direction for Northwestern. I, I, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your vision and, uh, for Northwestern and what you see coming uh I think it's an exciting time for Northwestern coming up. It is an exciting time. Northwestern is the energizer bunny of our district, as you know. We have such a proud and rich tradition of history with Northwestern. So many alumni that are out there that contribute to Northwestern and are proud representatives of our university. Dr. Jones is off to a running start. I had several meetings with him, and his vision is is one that you can tell is one of experience and one of planning and one of trying to think outside the box. So I'm really proud of of his direction, of his leadership. I think uh, the kids are going to really fall in love with him, and it'll be a great uh, relationship that he has with with the student body. And so $97 million that the governor's proposing to go to higher education. I know that Dr. Jones has already talked to me about $4 million worth of infrastructure needs that we have immediately at Northwestern. Uh, we have in the capital outlay program, uh, Kaiser Hall. We have uh, the renovation of the uh, field house, the, the athletic facility down there, right. which is a human performance center now. But we we have so many hopes for Northwestern, and that is the central focus of what we do day in, day out. We wake up in the morning, go to bed at night, thinking about ways to help Northwestern because they're such an important part of our community, and they always will be. Well, we have certain economic engines here in Northwest Louisiana. Clearly, Northwestern's a huge economic engine here in Northwest Louisiana, along with timber, and obviously oil and gas royalties, uh, and, and then obviously tourism for Natchitoches. Uh, is a huge uh, driver of economics in this area. Louis, you fight passionately for this area, uh, th- this city, this uh, parish, and this whole area of Northwest Louisiana, and I appreciate what you do for Louisiana. I appreciate it, Billy. We, we, you know, we have Northwestern, we have the Louisiana School, we have the Natchitoches Historic District. This is a special community. It's a special place, and while it represents a you know, it's just a section of my entire district. It is one that I grew up in, grew around, and am proud to be a part of and help in any way that I can. I appreciate that. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about something that was special to you. I saw this happen with you a couple of weeks ago, the Northwestern Baseball uh, Auction. You bought an item that a lot of people wanted, but it had a personal connection to your family and I want you to talk about that. I'll let you tell the story because it's really neat. It's a sculpture of the Iwo Jima, raising of the flag at Iwo Jima. And uh, my dad's baby brother, Uncle Cullen, was killed at Iwo Jima on March 14, 1945. They had taken the island, and there were Japs that were sniper fire, was killing a lot of our soldiers. And Uncle Cullen was unmarried at the time, left USL to go join the Marines. And so he volunteered to go and try to get him out of those caves, and he was killed in that effort. But uh, it was, it's been very special to me. He was buried at Surabachi. 
Uh, my grandmother couldn't stand it after two years and decided to exhume the body and go through that and bring yes. him back home. The flag that draped his coffin on the way back home to Iota, Louisiana, was given somehow to my dad. He was one of 10 children. And somehow my dad got it, and my mother, three years before she died, wrote me a little note in a scrawling handwriting because she was pretty old at mm-hmm. the 90s, five at the time, I believe. But uh, she gave me that flag, and it's the, it's the proudest thing that I have. And just to add another part of the story, my daughter loves history like I do. And she said, Dad, if, if we have a little boy, I'm going to name him after Uncle Cullum. Well, one day she calls and says she's pregnant, and then a little while later she called and said it's going to be a boy. And uh, sure enough, she named him after Uncle Cullen, and I just saw him recently. He lives in Baton Rouge. He and his little brother, Rhett, so I went to visit him. But the thing is, the final thing about it, Cullen was born on Veterans Day. He was born at 11 a.m. on Veterans Day. Wow. So it's a special story, and I'm, I'm proud to help Northwestern baseball, but I'm even prouder to have that. Well, I knew Monument. you. Were, I knew you were a, somewhat emotional in a very positive way, but it meant a lot to you, and I could tell that. I wanted you to tell that story because I, I found it to be really neat and compelling. Well, Stamey's going to cut yeah. that cost in half. He's going <laughs> to contribute half. To, for me. That was a really neat uh, memento of Iwo Jima, and it meant a lot to your family. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that. Senator Louis Bernard's been our guest on Billy West Live. But Senator, as always, great to have you. Look forward to having you back soon. My pleasure. I hope so, Billy. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Senator Louis Bernard, Billy West Live.